In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH Evans. Well, in about uh, one month from now, we'll have to change that to saying our 73rd year. And we're very proud of that, folks. It's our monthly update from the mayor of Athens, Steve Patterson, today, here on the party line. But before we get into that, it's 56 degrees right now. Kind of foggy around the river basin. And it's climbing up to 82. 85 tomorrow, 87 on Saturday, even 90 next week. So, um, that brief spell of, um, what would you call it, uh, heat relief, heat relief, maybe, we'll, we'll, we'll try, we'll go with that, um, was, was brief, but it shall return, of course. Of course. <laughs> Good morning, Steve Good morning. Patterson. Good morning, Dave Palmer. How are you? You know, I was looking over. I'm fine. I'm fine. I was looking over some of your stuff. And stuff I really hadn't paid much attention to before. 1988, you graduated from the University of North Dakota. And your major was psychology and your minor biology. That's right. How did it come that you went to... (laughs) <laughs> the University of North Dakota? Yeah. Uh, it was the Air Force. You know, so I joined the Air Force in 1980. Now, where'd you grow up? Portland, Oregon. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So joined the Air Force in 1980, and after I got through basic training and tech school and all that stuff, um, my first duty assignment was... Grand Forks Air Force Base. And, and you joined as an enlisted guy. I did. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so I started taking classes uh, at a, through, you know, at the, most air bases have um, multiple uh, educational opportunities with colleges and universities and community colleges. And so I started taking a couple of classes with um, Devil's Lake Community College. And it was just to kind of get back into the swing of, of studying again and studies. Mm-hmm. So I took, you know, one class was architectural design, another was a drafting class, and I really enjoyed that. Uh, probably the kind of all over the place uh, yeah. academically. Well, <laughs> yeah, back then because I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. Yeah, sure. But then I, the following semester, uh, I believe, I started taking night classes uh, on campus. Uh, actually, no, it was on the base uh, because they had a education center. Anyway, started taking classes through the University of North Dakota um, and, uh, and then eventually started taking more classes on campus in the evenings and uh, really enjoyed it. Um, and so I started and I really enjoyed psychology. I think I still remember my... Uh, psych 101 professor and, and how to me fascinating it was and so I just started devouring psych courses and mm. and 
one thing led to another to where by 19, uh, let's see, I guess it was 1987, somewhere in that time frame, 1986 maybe, um, I had accrued enough credits uh, while working full-time with the Air Force, but taking night classes um, to where I qualified for a program to basically um, be able to dedicate my last year, my senior year of undergraduate work um, to where I had no military responsibilities. I was still on active duty status, but I was in an educational mode. It was called Bootstrap. The program was Bootstrap. And uh, and uh, it was great. So I, you know, took my last 30 hours of, of uh, my bachelor's degree um, at the University of North Dakota and graduated um, with honors and the rest is history. And went on to graduate school mm, after that. Yeah, the rest is in history. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, then you decided to pursue a doctoral degree. I did. Yeah. Yeah. So then and again, in philosophy, health psychology. So health psych. Yep. And um, and, and got that one. Uh, yeah, I received that over in, in Bethesda. In Bethesda, Maryland. Yeah, that was. I started that in 1988, um, September of 88, and graduated 93. in 93. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's been a really interesting journey. My my life story is uh, has really gone all over the place. I spent uh, over a year after high school hitchhiking back and forth across the United States when it was uh, pseudo safe, I guess. I don't know. I but I just wanted to see the U.S. and do it on my own terms, and went to. That's you know, weird. It, it traveled through California. You know? I, you know, it was what it was. I traveled. Hitchhiking. Yeah, hitchhiked through California. Then how many people did you meet along oh, the way? Oh, a lot. That, um, any that you still keep in touch? I with? wish. No, um, there was an individual. His name was Jack. Um, he was from Aurora, uh, Indiana, and uh, he or Illinois rather. And he and I uh, met up in San Diego, California. And uh, he said, "Hey," he was traveling too. And he mm. said, "Hey, I'm, I'm heading to Tucson, Arizona. You know, do you you want to head there with me?" And I said, "Sure, let's go." So we ended up going to Tucson, and I really enjoyed living in Tucson and working in Tucson. I, I started off as a, a, a maintenance person with Jack at this small little hotel, um, mm -hmm. which was kind of cool, and ended up doing that for several months. And then I ended up getting a job with a defense contractor that made parts for the, the brand new um, Abrams tank yeah. that was being built at the time, uh, and I worked there for for a period of time. And uh, I was a Mater D at a, at a discotheque in Tucson for a while. <laughs> I I did all kinds of just interesting, uh, crazy things. Uh, painted houses, uh, newly built homes in Tucson, and then I got, you know, I, I decided, well, I I want to continue on my journey. So I ended up going to to uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and from there I went to Denver, Colorado, and yada yada. And it was interesting in Denver. Uh, I from Denver I went back down to Tucson, and in Tucson I ran into some people who, you know, it was 
partying with some people that were in the Air Force. And they said, hey, you know, I was telling them what I'd been doing. And they said, well, you know, if you really like traveling, join the Air Force, you know, because well, I've been to England twice and I've been to Turkey and I've been to Iceland. I've been, you know, Italy, all over the place. And I'm sitting there going, Spain. I'm going, huh, yeah, I'm down with that. So I ended up joining the Air Force and it wasn't to travel. I wanted to serve because it was during the... But initially you weren't in the Air Force. Oh, no, no. This was when I The first transitioned. branch you were involved in was which? Oh, it was the Air Force. I, oh, was it? Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, I was always Air Force or Air National Guard, so Air. Um, so, that, so that I thought, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. I'm going to join the Air Force. Uh, like I said, at the time, it was also in that time, that period in which we had um, uh, the Iranian hostage crisis mm -hmm. was underway. And uh, that incensed me, I remember, as a young person. And so I wanted to do my part to get Terry Anderson and everyone else out of there and teach Iran a lesson, I guess, you know, again, coming from the brain of a 20-year-old. And um, uh, But <laughs> then I remember filling out this thing. It was called a dream sheet in the military. It's like, Here, here's the duty locations that I would like to go to. And I put down, again, England and Spain and Italy and a uh, bunch of <laughs> other places that I thought would be really cool to go to. Yeah. And I remember in tech school, technical school, which was in at uh, what was Lowry Air Force Base at the time in Denver, Colorado. And uh, I remember um, going into my my dorm room and I had a roommate and I looked over and it was in the evening and my roommate had the covers pulled over his head. And I'm, <laughs> I'm going, what, what, what the heck's going on? And he mumbled, he goes, your orders are on the desk. And so I went over, opened up my orders, and it was Grand Forks, North Dakota. And I was going, where in the world is Grand Forks, North Dakota? So I'm still trying to figure out where it is. Well, it's right on the border between North Dakota and Minnesota, yeah. right on the Red River, uh, the Red River of the North. And I was pretty furious, I remember, at the time, thinking I, I flipped my desk over, I threw the orders out the window, and... Well, you, you really can't do that. So. No, but just the concept. Yeah, right. So, but at the end of the day, you know, my, the educational opportunities that were there in front of me that I, I took full advantage of, um, it, it was great. And Grand Forks, you know, North Dakota, if you think about this for a minute, I mean, the state bird is a mosquito and the <laughs> state tree is a telephone pole because there really isn't many trees in North Dakota. Um or at least that's what we used to joke around about. Yeah, yeah. It it really I, I learned uh, over time to really enjoy it because there was a lot of interesting outdoor activities to do. You know, Canada was ninety miles away, so we'd go up to Winnipeg and check out you know um, the the largest city in the province of of Manitoba. Um, but then we'd go to Minneapolis St. Paul. My roommate was from Minneapolis St. Paul, so we'd go down to St. Paul all the time. So did a fair amount of traveling. Got to see a lot. Believe it or not, I learned how to scuba dive and became a scuba instructor okay. while in Grand Forks, um, you know, and we would dive in the lakes of Minnesota, which okay, was a, a lot of fun. Um, but see that there? Yeah. Yeah, there's a scar on your wrist, yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, Except from scuba diving. Yeah. Huh. Um, what got you? A mori. Oh, really? 
Maury Eel. He reached in some place you shouldn't be reaching? Correct. Oh, ouch. It happens. Yeah. So it was, uh, I really... You know, it strikes me, you're just all over the place. When did you start to finally settle down? (laughs) Where did, when, when did uh, Connie come into your uh, life? Well, let me let's back up okay. to your initial question. You know, it was driving into Athens. It was April of 1998. Uh, um, okay. And it was for an interview at Ohio University. And uh, it, it was, I, I've said this before on your show, I was blown away by Athens um, just driving into the city. I, I've never been to Athens. I think I'd been to Ohio once, and it was a layover in Columbus on a trip to D.C. with my father. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was one of those, you know, love at first sight kind of moments, and I just knew this, well, this well, place well, feels right. Okay, yeah. what love at first sight? What 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 jumped out at you know, so it was April, um, mid-April, so the leaves weren't on yet at all. And so as you're coming in on 50, I came here from uh, came for that interview, came via Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So you're driving, you know, hit Belle Pre and then you, you know, cruise um, sure. across and you're on 50. And so it was rolling into Athens. And that was interesting because it was back when Athens was a two-lane highway 50 was a two-lane highway to get here it wasn't what we see now with the divided highway came driving in and as you're swinging around the river and i'm looking at you know you could see the brick streets i could see the church steeples i could see the campus and uh it just it it reminded me of a, a miniature version of sorts of of where i grew up as a kid portland um which i I like portland i I still enjoy going out to portland and visiting family but uh portland just kind of wasn't my jam growing up um to me as a kid all i remember is winters were wet and gray um Mm -hmm. and uh so anyway there was there was kind of this miniature similarity with portland and and athens but then i it uh, it just felt comfortable. I don't know the the hills that come down to the river and everything. It just seemed right, and and uh, and then as time went on, I you know met Connie and um, she was working on her master's degree um, and or uh, went on to work on her master's degree at at, at Illinois Institute of Technology, and we stayed in communication and. And then uh, in 2003, we started dating, and she got into the Ph.D. program in counselor education here here at OU, yeah, in the Patton College of Education, and yeah, we got cool. got married in 07, and uh, have two amazing daughters that are in fifth grade now and are an absolute handful Um in a good way. I mean, just last night we were in Logan at the Chieftain Center for volleyball games. And mm-hmm. on our Saturdays, we spend in Pomeroy for softball games. We're basically kind of all over the all over the place with those. Sure, two. sure. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun watching them. Grow. Well, you know, in this, you're moving around a lot. It hasn't changed <laughs> since you arrived in that. And by moving, I mean it 
going many places. I don't mean relocating. But, uh, Mercy, you are on so many different governmental organizations. Um, you, you chair the Mayor's Partnership for Progress. I do. I do. For the state of Ohio. Yeah. You, you have all sorts of different posts. And, and, you know, okay, that's just... I was talking to you before the show, and in the last week, <laughs> you've been to the White House. I have. I spent a, half a day in the White House. Uh, that was quite the, the trip. It was myself and a delegation of you know, approximately 50 other um, elected officials mm-hmm. and nonprofit executive directors, Debbie Phillips of Rural Action. She was there, um, you know, got to spend time, as I often do, you know, um, every other month with Mayor Andy Ginther of Columbus and Mayor Tito Brown of Cleveland and, uh, and many other mayors, uh, Mayor Don Horrigan, uh, Dan Horrigan of, of Akron. Mm. Uh, so it was a large group of mayors. There was 13 of us um, uh, that were mayors. There was a lot of county commissioners that were there. And again, there was a lot of nonprofit organizations that were there. And it was basically informing uh, President Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris and their senior administration about the ways in which we have been spending the American Rescue Plan dollars. Uh, we They also wanted to know what kinds of things we would be interested in uh, applying for monies through kind of things, projects we have in mind in order to apply for the bipartisan infrastructure law, which is, has a substantial amount of money with so many different buckets of which people can apply for different projects, everything from transportation to broadband to to uh, housing development, a number of, of programs. Sure. And then there's also uh, a bill that was passed recently called the Chips and Science Act, and it was for chip manufacturing, but it's also for you know identifying other technologies that would be part of the supply chain going into microchip production, because you know we're going to have Intel moving into New Albany and that New Albany project, folks. I <laughs> cannot tell you what a major major step forward that is for our nation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And for our state, you know, for Intel well, of course. to build the largest chip manufacturing plant in the world. Yes. Uh, right here in Ohio. And I've said this before on your show, I think, Dave, is that, you know, Intel, their model of employment is that they offer, you know, hybrid employment or hybrid work opportunities to where people can work remotely, you know, and then come to the the main plant up in New Albany a day a week or whatever. And, uh, or maybe you can work completely remotely. Well, that's where we, Athens, we need to position ourselves mm. because it's beautiful here in Athens, in Athens County. We've got the rolling hills. We've got the Bailey Trail system. We've got the Hawking River, we've got all kinds of, uh, you know, we've got, what, 23, almost 24 miles of bike path here in Athens. and We've got this radio station, you know. This is yeah. a great station. Oh, of course. Anyway. Um, <laughs> we have so many amenities. So, 
so anyway, um, you know, I was in D.C. and talking about these things. And I was also in when I was in D.C., one of the other bills that's coming out is called the Inflation Reduction Act. And in that, there is a lot of opportunity for municipal as well as residential solar tax credits mm. for solar uh, solar panels. And my, my son-in-law is um, big in that. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Well, and you know, locally, we've got Third Son Cocosing. That mm-hmm. you know, Cocosing and Third Son have partnered to where they can actually do you know, they can do utility scale um, solar projects right. around the state. Right. So, so one of the things that I mentioned to we were sitting in one of the rooms with the um, Secretary of HUD, Housing and Urban Development, and. Uh, um, Secretary Marsha Fudge, and it was like, you know, I, I want to share with you the importance of this bill, and in particular for the city of Athens, because in 19 or 2018, uh, 2018, the citizens voted for a carbon fee, mm-hmm. you know, 0.2 cents uh, put on their electric bill or added to their electric bill for municipal solar projects. Um, and you know that works you know, to be able to pair that up with this the funding that will exist or exists within the inflation reduction act is great the other thing that we're working on dave and really it's my director of code enforcement david riggs is working on language to be amended within the housing code to make it easier for people to have solar installations on their property you know, in R1, R2, R3 neighborhoods, you know, we're working on the residential side right now, and then we're going to st- also start working on the commercial side of so, things. I, I guess I hadn't realized that there are certain rules or regulations that one must follow regarding solar. Well, right. And it, it kind of falls under just about anything, you know, accessory buildings. Well, you know, up here, the up the road from you, is Devil's Kettle Brewing Company. And mm-hmm. Devil's Kettle has those solar arrays there. Well, those were deemed as accessory structures. Um, and, you know, we need to... Well, what about the, uh, the, the large display right behind or right to the side of the community center? Correct. I, I can look into it. I'm not 100% sure, Dave, but it was also probably deemed an you know an accessory structure however the interesting thing with city property is it 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 could have just been yeah. built you know i i and don't know the history behind that other than they i were, have a little bit of knowledge <laughs> do on you i know that was a former city council member Allahu ghazni was uh, yeah. certainly involved in that and it, they they became reality in 2010 so uh but back to the residential the amending the code you know, a property owner in R1 has to worry about side setbacks. They have to worry about the heights of structures and so mm-hmm. so forth and all those kinds of things. Well, we're going to change a lot of that. And by changing it and making it easier for people to um, put solar on their homes or in their yards, uh, it'll also make them eligible to apply for this 30% tax credit for solar that is in within the the uh, Inflation Reduction Act. So, 
got a lot cooking. And again, I shared that with Secretary Fudge to say, you know, here's some of the things that are going on and how how interesting the how interesting it is that these are all kind of falling in place at the same time. Yes. So, so great stuff. So I was there in D.C. It was a quick turn. I drove out on a Tuesday, uh, had a dinner engagement with uh, a number of people to include uh, Senator Sherrod Brown was there. Mm-hmm. Next day was the meeting at the White House and then driving back to Athens again. And I'll and tell you what, Dayton, I was exhausted. You know, Dayton, <laughs> on Thursday. Uh, what, the next day or two. Y- yeah, that was yesterday. No, And, then, yesterday. and then you've got this river cruise of, of uh, public officials and yeah. everything. Yeah, that's tomorrow. And, and, and this weekend we have the black alumni on campus, and that's a huge event. And, you know, I, I mentioned that somewhere in a public setting the other night. Not a public setting, I'm sorry. I was with dinner with some some friends, some I knew well, some I didn't. And someone said, well, isn't that politically incorrect? And I said, no. No, this is a, a point of pride for the campus and for those that have graduated here um, that, that, that are black, right? And go ahead. I, I agree with you. I, yeah, there's – look, this, this comes back to Athens every third year, every three years. Um, my wife was so involved with it. Yeah, and – you know, my dear friend, Dr. Um, Carolyn Bailey Lewis is really involved in that. Her daughter, Karen uh, Bailey, is also involved in that. Uh, and there's a lot of people involved in it. You know, my good friend, Ty Carr, uh, he's sure. the one who typically reaches out to me and says, hey, can you come to the gala, um, which is tomorrow evening, mm. and have a proclamation? Because, uh, you know, this is a this is an important event. And then there's another one on Saturday evening um, that I'll be uh, reading a another proclamation, um, you know, for the 50th anniversary of a sorority on campus. And uh, no, this is this is really, really important and a big part of Ohio well, University's identity. We've got I, I it's my fault, but we've gotten a little out of sync here. I want to. I want to bring it back to where you were an associate press professor. I was, yeah. Here at Ohio University, 18 years. <laughs> I was, yeah. In psychology, health psychology. Now, um, and then you ran for city council. I ran for city council. I got elected at large, had several terms at that. Then ran for president, got that. Um, I loved doing it. And we had some difficult issues, of course. But we had some that were just really made a difference. Um, in good difference, I mean. Um, and then you ran for mayor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Back in um, the early um, 2016, so you, you you've and it's a full-time mayor position too. Yeah. So I had to give up some walk, of this stuff. Walk, well, I had to basically resign my position as well as my tenure with Ohio University. So you know, it's a uh, uh, but again, 
and I, I mentioned this to Secretary Fudge during my trip to D.C. I said, and I'm, I, this is true. I mentioned the fact that I, you know, walked away from tenure and my position at OU to become mayor. And it, it's opportunities that the Biden-Harris administration has created that, in my opinion, has just continued to add to that being the best choice of my life mm. to run for mayor and and to completely do a, make a different change and and uh, you know and I dig being the mayor of Athens I really do I enjoy also you know as we were talking mentioning you know yesterday being in Dayton for the day for a conference on decarbonization you are on so many committees what yeah. now you don't have to do that you have stepped forward to say you're willing to do that right and people have seen the importance in you and your your uh, fairness and all of that all those good points and so you've you've been appointed to all of these positions and and so you know i now don't take this wrong but when in the hell do you have time to be mayor well, I'm here right now. Yeah. Uh, yes, you are. <laughs> You're always mayor. And uh, and that's the thing that's interesting. So yesterday at, in Dayton at the this conference, Pathways to Decarbonization, they asked me to be the keynote speaker with two other people to talk about, for me, my role was to talk about that carbon fee. And, you know, because that's unheard of. We're the, we're the only city in the state of Ohio to wear citizens have voted by 76% to add that 0.2 cents to their electric bill, which then goes towards, it's about $100,000 a year um, that can go to solar projects on municipal buildings or properties. And, uh, and, and, you know, this group was fascinated by that. Like, how did you do this? So I kind of talked through the history of how, how it all came to be and how at the end of the day, for us to put um, solar on municipal buildings, uh, you know, we're still working on the details to have a two megawatt solar array down by the community center, which will be feeding into the wastewater treatment plant and the community center and during the summer in the pool. Think about that for a minute. Yeah. If, if by doing something like that, we are really offsetting our energy bill mm -hmm. that is paid for by taxpayer dollars and now allowing us to take the savings from that and apply it to other city projects, to city programs. It's just being a better steward of the taxpayer dollars by being able to, you know, uh, have something that's going to drive down your expenses and reallocate money in other directions. So, mm -hmm. so I, I sh again, was speaking on this. The To your point about being on other boards and national or state boards or commissions or whatever, or going on speaking engagements like the one in Dayton, it's getting Athens in people's minds and and showing them the great things that are going on in Athens. Plus becoming and, more knowledgeable. It, yeah, and also getting them to come and see it for themselves. Because people will come, they'll stay in our hotels, they'll eat at our restaurants, they'll go to our microbreweries, they'll hop on the bike path, they'll go to the Baileys, whatever. And uh, it just means that we're bringing more people in to spend uh, here in the city of Athens. And, and then that becomes a force m multiplier, you know, to where those people will go home and go, you know what, I went to this really cool city in Athens, in Ohio, and, uh, you know, it's Athens, Ohio. Go check it out. So let me, let me, let me um, 
let me jump out of track here for a minute. Um, I can't remember the exact title, but you will. There's a White House right where you turn into the city pool. Oh, yeah, Mansfield. Mansfield House. And um, it was the tourism, help me. Yeah, it's the Athens County Convention and Tourism Bureau. That's right. Now, Convention Visitors Bureau. They, you know, I haven't had them on the air in a long time. I maybe should do that. Should. Boone Troyer is the executive director. Get Boone on. I know the name. Um, I've known some of the previous people, too. Now, how do they track their success? I've got to think that Athens continues to grow and prosper in that type of field, that type of enterprise. Sure. Um, but... You know, we don't often hear too much about it, other than we just assume. Everybody loves that. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, so. he, here's how. A couple different ways that they can kind of uh, identify how many, you know, what, what is, how many tourists come, how many visitors do we have. Yeah. You know, one is the transient guest tax. So the city of Athens has a a transient guest tax or a hotel tax, bed tax, um, depending on what you want to call it. Mm-hmm. The the county also has a 3%, so there's 6% total. Cities is 3, the counties is 3. The county's transient guest tax, 100% of that has to go to, minus service char, or, uh, administrative fee, goes to the Convention and Visitors Bureau. Okay. 50% of the cities goes. So... That's one way they can look to see, is the transient guest tax increasing each year? And pre-pandemic, it was. Clearly, you know, in 2020 and 2021, um, you know, 2020 in particular took a huge hit um, to the revenue. The 2019, our revenue coming in was approximately $460,000, half of which went to the Convention Visitors Bureau, half stayed in the general fund for the city in uh, 2020 it was about a quarter of that it was uh, abysmally low Uh, 2021 it increased 2022 we're almost back up to where we were it's really close the same is true of the station here yeah Um, advertisers got worried and cut back uh, 21 was better, and then 22, now we're nearly back to normal. Right. Yeah, so that's, that's great. So that, that's one metric that the Convention Visitors Bureau can use. Um, you know, another one that they will use is is events throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're seeing more and more motorcycle riding groups come into Athens, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Well, it's really interesting. You know, there's a there's a whole thing. And again, this is through, you know, Paige Alost, who was the former director of the oh, Convention sure. Visitors Bureau. She was really big on, on branding and getting the word out about the Windy Nine. 
And uh, basically, it's the interesting windy roads that we have, mm. you know, not just throughout the county, but throughout the region. You know, 93 or 26 up near Marietta, um, 13, you know, a number of different uh, routes that are are beautiful and are really interesting, you know, windy, hilly um, um roads well, and, and you know we have highways. so many interesting unique places to, we do for i mean not to pick out one but triple nickel <laughs> exactly okay in yeah. chester hill yeah um is a, a, a mom and pop restaurant with really nice offerings and that's such a pleasant drive it is. And it's not that far away. No, and you've got n- newer places. Triple Nickel is great. You know, another one in Albany, or in, sorry, in Amesville um, is, I think it's called the Park Place. Or Parks. Parks. Place. Um, again, it's, you know. And it's to, even closer. It's closer, but, but I mean, multi-directional. You wonderful be, stuff, wonderful staff. Go up 550, come down 550, you know, whatever, to get to get there. Um, you know, we're seeing some activity in in uh, Chansey right now to mm-hmm. where the old school building is is being repurposed. Um, and that'll be wonderful to see. And David, have you been into Stockport? Of course. Yeah. So Stockport, the mill in Stockport, you know, that, too, is a really cool place. You know, there's things like that all over the place. McConnellsville has some interesting downtown character. Um, and it's amazing how many people living in Athens have not experienced those yeah, yet. That's a shame. You know, another really cool drive, and I'm just we're really kind of digressing, but this is good, just getting the word out. Taking 60 from Marietta on up to Stockport and, and really take it all the way on up to, to uh, Zanesville. You well, know, that's Stockport Mill. That mill is great. Oh, mercy. But the locks along the way, you know, yeah, on the Muskegon yeah. River are pretty cool. Um, Marietta is a fun place to explore. So, I mean, saying all of that, the little cities of Black Diamonds, you know, going to Corning, Ohio, and checking things out in Corning or Shawnee or to New You Straits and Street. Connie and I have to do some of this together. <laughs> yeah, That's all there is to it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I am so proud of this region. And whenever I'm out of town and with people, I talk it up. And, you know, more of us should be doing that because it's good for our neighbors and their their enterprises. It's good for us. It's good for them it is. to enjoy these unique offerings. And, you know, the attitude of the people living down here. It's different than a metro area in in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. I am, it's you know, a, I keep thinking, um, well, w- when I retire, what am I going to do? Am I going to move away? No. <laughs> right. I love it here. I'll get involved in something else here. Um, we'll get you back on some of the boards and commissions, Dave. Yeah. I'm, there you go. Get back on park, arts, parks, and rec, or whatever. Um, anyway, and you know, so 
now that I'm single again and looking maybe to find another partner to live the rest of my life with, um, you know, Well, it, I, I don't know even know why I started that, but I, I, you know, I think Athens is such a great place. It is, you know. There's great events. I mean, we all locally recognize these things. The Nelsonville Music Fest that just took place in its new venue. You know, Pawpaw Fest is this weekend yes. or next weekend. Yeah. No, this week. Is it this weekend? Yeah. Oh. It is this weekend. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Scott, yeah. are we? No, it, it, we're right. It's this weekend. Okay. It's this weekend. That's Friday, fun. Saturday, and Sunday. I should know that because I am uh, on the cook-off. I'm one of the cook-off judges with with two of my favorite people. I have lots of favorite people, but uh, Chris Riddle and uh, Davey McNally and I have been judging the the cook-off for many years now, and it's a hoot when the three of us get together because we're kind of goofing on each other and you know goofing um, on the food and and uh, a friend of mine is real tall. And walks up in uh, Sells Park with her little critters, her little dogs. And the deer will pick off pawpaws. Oh, yeah. But this person's tall enough that she can get some from... That the deer haven't eaten yet? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And brought several home the other day. Nice. And... I just stood over the sink and started to eat one. Yep. Yep. And I don't like bananas. I got sick on bananas in Ecuador years ago. And yet a papa has a slight flavor similar to a banana, and yet it's distinctive, and I liked it. Yeah, it's like banana or pear and papaya. I mean, All it, kind of mixed together. It is all mushed together, you know. And uh, pawpaws are mushy, so that's coming up. We got so many things. We we really do. I'm I'm so proud of Athens. Okay, Worthington's cool. I I grew up there, had my class reunion there recently. Never been to one. Um, but Athens has so many unique events going on throughout the year. Right. We have a great farmers market. You know, we have uh, the there every Saturday. Community Arts and Music Fest that just took place in August, uh, which was a huge success. You know, my thoughts are... The Dairy Barn. Dairy Always. Barn? Yeah. Oh, Dairy Barn's awesome. You know, and then there's also, you know, not to forget about a lot of the, the museum up at the Ridges, you know. Yes. Nancy Stevens, Dr. Stevens, has done some amazing stuff up there in the museum. Um, it's just... I don't know. It's we're so so special, you know. Now we have, in two of our parks, Sells Park and over at the Richland Avenue Park slash Dairy Lane Park, um, these storybook paths to where we have. Yes, I've heard about this. Yeah, to where the library goes in, and I can't remember how often they change them out, but they put new stories inside these little kiosks, mm-hmm. and the kids can walk on the paths and they read. Uh, the story as they go, you know, which is a cool thing for kids. We have created more soccer spaces here in the city. And I know you were a big part, Dave, of the the soccer fields by Walmart, which has been wonderful. But they've kind of they need a lot of time to rest because they have been overplayed and over flooded 
Um, and so now with the uh, the right of entry onto Ohio University is 10 acres off of Stimson Avenue. You see there's some um, some pitch soccer pitch goalposts yep. that are yep. down there. We've been we've, we're finally pushing dirt down at uh, West State Street at the driving range to where a, a good portion of the driving range is now dedicated to soccer and we're re- doing some regrading and we're going to plant the right kind of grass and get that going to where next year the fields uh, will have a number of fields down there. It's just, there's just so much going on. We're going to have pickleball courts, you know, as soon as we have the, the, the bid opening. Yeah, I need to try that. Pickleball. You know, Tom Kostorich, um, oh, yes. you know, Tom, Tom keeps, uh, you know, uh, talking about things he wants to do in the pickleball world. And he goes, and Steve, you know, do you play pickleball? And I go, no. He goes, well, you, you know, and I, I'm intrigued. You and I should do it together. I used to I used to really play racquetball when racquetball was all the, yeah. the rage, right? And that, that I enjoyed because it was fast. I like ping pong. Um, you know, I do too. Uh, I like ping pong. I like, I'll play badminton, um, you know. Yes, I, of I'm course. I'm not a huge, I'm not good at tennis. And so therefore, yeah, that, that uh, doesn't quite work for me. But we're going to get new tennis courts as well. So we're, there's just, there's so many things going on. In the city right now, there's great things going on, um, you know, and I keep stealing ideas from other communities and plopping it on Andrew Chickie's desk or Andy Stone's desk. Folks, and, uh, know, let me say one more thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, Steve and I travel a lot. Lots of people on our staff do. By our staff, I mean city staff. But if you see something that's unique in another community, Bring the idea back. Yes, please. And make the mayor's office aware of it, or and he'll maybe um, point you in the right direction amongst his staff. By the way, we're really low on time now. But um, anything that is neat and you think would be a great addition to Athens, let us know. Please. Right? Well, Steve, thank you so much. Thank you, Dave. We're out of time, folks. Have a wonderful day. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H, Athens. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Monica Ricks in New York. Rail companies and unions have come to a tentative labor agreement that would prevent a massive rail strike. CBS's Ed O'Keefe says it includes more benefits for workers. They were able to get what they call improvement toward life benefits. Agreements were made on time off without penalties, paid personal leave. This is the first time the railroad companies were forced to negotiate or bargain over attendance policies. The issue that many of these uh, railroad workers had is they don't necessarily get paid leave or time off. Workers still need to ratify the package. Dozens of migrants have been flown from Florida to Martha's Martha's Vineyard in Massachusetts to draw more attention to the Biden administration's border policies. Barbara Rush works at a church there. Martha's Vineyard Community Services had um, 50 people sort of literally walk up to their front door. 
WBZ-TV's Nick Giovanni had reaction. A statement from a DeSantis spokesperson read in part, Massachusetts, New York, and California will better facilitate the care of these individuals who they have invited into our country by incentivizing illegal immigration through their designation as sanctuary states. The Census Bureau is out with some new stats on how the pandemic changed our lives. Here's CBS's Cami McCormick. During the first two years of the pandemic, the number of people working from home tripled. Fewer people moved. The number of commuters on public transportation dropped by half. Many unwed couples shared living spaces. Rents soared. And households with computers rose to nearly 95%.